welcome to the Video Simplify podcast, where I help you simplify the video creation process to help you reach wider and connect deeper with the people that need you the most. From learning to use your camera to simplifying video strategies to help you grow your brand and share your vision using video. So let's jump right into today's episode. What is up, entrepreneurs? Welcome back to the Video Simplify podcast with me, your hostess, the mostess, Diana Gladney. I am so pumped and pleased to be here. You know, let me switch gears here for a second. You know what grinds my gears? In the words of Peter Griffin from Family Guy, what really grinds my gears is when I see beautiful, amazing comments from wonderful people like you. But there's an E on the end of my name or two A's. And it's like, my name is on everything, man. It's on the podcast. It's it's on the channel. It's on my ID. <laughs> It's on everything. And, 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 and it baffles me that when I answer these wonderful questions from you wonderful people, I just see my name egregiously misspelled. D-I-A-N-A. D-I-A-N-A. That's it. D-I-A-N-A. Short. Five. Five letters. That's it. I just That's on my mind, This the beginning of this podcast. And... I think we ought to have a come to Jesus meeting about it. If you or a loved one see somebody else in the comment sections and it's, it's the edit button is available to you. Okay. Like they say, the doors of the church are open. The, the edit button is available to you on YouTube. That's all I'm going to say about that. But I get a lot of questions uh, about how I make videos when it comes to the production. People think it's to some extent, what we're doing is superhuman. And honestly, it's not, it's the system systems serve you tremendously well when you're uh, creating videos and the better your systems are honestly the simpler that they are because it has to be easy to remember in order for it to be easy to execute then it's also easy to share easy to train or what have you Um, in past times I've made uh, systems for myself and for the team that becomes so complex it becomes hard to remember and it's like now we're just doing too much and the more work that you do the more steps that you have and the more that gets lost in translation. It's like, why don't we just refine things? And one of the best things that I ever got was a gift called the Loop Deck Live that completely changed how we create and record content and how I'm able to produce and create a ton of videos faster than ever before and more efficient than ever before. And this, it's really three main differences for me um, I was never somebody like I'm, I'm a gear minimalist. I was never somebody who's going to buy a bunch of stuff. Uh, so when the Rodecaster came out, I'm like, I don't need all that. I got a USB microphone, keeping it simple. But I'm also looking at gear that's like my quote unquote forever gear, my Shure SM7B, it's XLR. I knew I was going to want to get this mic one day. And it's like, whatever you're going to do, eventually you might as well do it now, especially if there's no real benefit in waiting. And most of the time there isn't. It's just some hesitancy around it. And I was like, this microphone better be the Bees and Hall of Fame or it's going back. And I bought the Rodecaster and the Shure SM7B at the same time. And I'm like, okay, wasn't impressed initially because I had the settings wrong. But once I figured out what I needed to do, hook it up. I hated those big old goofy cars. I'm like, manuals, y'all. We Are we so far from today that it's like manuals? A quick line is better than a five-minute video. Just one quick line. I just manuals another pet peeve (laughs) grinds my gears but 
once I got stuff dialed in on the original one, the Rodecaster one, you needed to have the Triton Fed head or the cloud lifter or something to kind of bring life to the microphone. Um, and so once I got all those little pieces within like the first week, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Um, I've never heard my voice sound so good and it's just really helpful. And then to be gifted the Rodecaster Pro 2, which I'm extremely grateful for, to have that. And I'm like, oh man, now I don't need the FET head. It's even smaller, takes up less desk, uh, on, less space on the desk on the, for real estate. Um, you know, I've tried using other things that I think are really awesome and amazing that we'll probably talk about in future episodes or whatever, because I don't think everybody needs a Rodecaster Pro, but I, if you have big content goals and stuff, the stuff that you use can save you time or it can help you to burn more time if it's not efficient enough. And so the upgrades and the stuff that you make, it has to make sense. It can't just be everybody else saying that it works well for them and it doesn't work good for you. So the Loop Deck Live is just one of those things where I saw I come out, I saw people using this, like I don't need a button for what I can do with a mouse click. It's still a button click. But the thing that really stood out for me was reducing the amount of clicks. So where something would be open up Chrome, open up the internet, then go to a, a bookmark for a specific thing that I want. And then maybe within that page, it could be going to a specific folder, something like Dropbox is a good example. So maybe you're going to one for your website-based content and then one for the YouTube-based content, two different tabs. Does that mean I need two different bookmarks? It's like most of the time, no, just get me to the main thing and I'll get there. Well, in addition to some of these things, because some stuff you natively are still going to do on the browser or whatever, but now it can be all of those actions are included in one button click. Okay, between the Loop Deck Live and the its biggest competitor, the Elgato Stream Deck, which a lot of people had, I wasn't interested in that. You had the one with like six or nine keys, I think it may have been, and then it moved up to maybe like 26, 50, and 120, whatever. Who knows how many keys it is, is a lot. And I'm like, I don't want all these daggone buttons. I'd rather just have a, a drop down list and a bookmark bar. I'm a plain Jane when it comes to stuff. And for a lot of things, the gear minimalist to a point. Uh, and it's not something like, oh, I have to be minimalist. It's just, I don't need all this extra stuff compounding when I get ready to sit down and create. The more links in the chain that you have, you have to make sure all those links are efficient, or at least I want to, so nothing holds me back or gets in the way. Because it only takes on a one bad day, it's like catching your pocket on the end of a door and it just, <laughs> a door handle, and it makes a bad day worse. It's just like, man, I'm done with this. This is enough, I'm sick of it. It happens. So <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want any more things. I, I don't like even for the Rodecaster Pro 2 as, as amazing as it is. I wish it was smaller. I wish they had done a mini version or something like that. That's like the Vocaster 2 that they have. Uh, that's amazing. And I've tried it. It just is some things with noise reduction. I wish that had. But I'm always looking like, how can I minimize what I'm doing with make it, while making it more efficient? So that's a another device that changed how I create content. It just saves us less processing time. But when the Loop Deck Live and the Elgato Stream Deck came out, I'm like, I don't need that stuff. But when they offered to send me one, Loop Deck did, and I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. You know, I'll see, I'm not gonna lie if it sucks or not, or if I like it or what I don't. Like, which is fine, they didn't, they was like, that's fine with us. And I tried it and I'm like, oh snap, this is way better than the Elgato Stream Deck in my opinion because it has buttons. It's the second thing, it has buttons. Simple, 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 
but it has buttons. And and not just the touchpad ones, but the physical ones. It has the dial, so when I'm turning up the audio, it's just a dial. Or if I'm fading, it's a, a progressive dial. And I've done that a lot with courses where I'm wanting to fade the music out or or I'm starting it. I don't want Ecamm to do it. I want it to progressively fade out. So while I'm talking, I have one hand on the dial and I'm progressively just gradually turning that down until it fades out. Where that could be a fader slider on like the Rodecaster Pro or whatever, but the audio isn't based in this system. I'm using Ecamm to record like my courses, even for this video podcast, we're using Ecamm. And so if I started music, uh, matter of fact, let's just go ahead and hit a track on real quick. And so just so you guys can see and audibly, if you're listening to this, if you're not watching the video version of this podcast, you'll hear this uh, as well. So if I'm saying this is, is the particular track, I like this one when I'm ending like the live streams and stuff. Okay, if I'm progressively talking and you can kind of hear it, and then I'm just continuing to talk. Nobody is any wiser. I'm still using a hand that I'm using and it progressively dials down. The physical dial allows that to be possible so that's something my editor doesn't have to do in, in editing. True, you could do it uh, with a mouse, but at the same time, I don't have to, right? So, you know, it's something I don't have to visually look at. Now, I know we're diving in real good here, but of course, before we finish any of these episodes out, Let's get into this week's gear fix. This week's gear fix is brought to you by my brand new book called The One Right Video. Are you an entrepreneur struggling to get your brand noticed through video content? Look no further. The One Right Video is the ultimate guide to creating videos that will amplify your brand and grow your business. It's jam packed with practical tips and strategies to help entrepreneurs just like you succeed in video content creation. Don't let your competition get ahead. Mark your calendar for March 1st and be among the first to get your hands on a copy of the One Right Video. Go to onerightvideo.com. All right, let's get back into this week's podcast episode. The other thing is that the buttons across the bottom that those numbers that you have allows me to have various pages per program. So a lot of people I would see, even you know, friends that are using like the Elgato Stream Deck and such, it's like you create a page within a button. So you have to assign, let's say button one um, or whatever the first button would be, you assign that and that opens up a page and maybe that's all the stuff you use within Ecamm. And then you have other pages built within other buttons within the page. It just kind of becomes a loop. Well, that's frustrating to me because I can't see from one page to the other, whereas with having from buttons one through seven physical buttons, I can click from each individual page and I can have as many things as I want. I, yeah, I guess you could bury a page within a button, but it's like, for what? It, well, across seven things, it's like, I'm really not doing seven different things like that, like that. If I'm doing a course, like I'm getting ready to do uh, a course in collaboration with Ray Edwards, uh, which is video podcasting for copywriters. Well, I'm going to set my system up, which is the third thing that I love about it, based on what I know I can do within the Loop Deck Live. Well, I know exactly how I want to do the course. I know how I want it to flow, and I want to take as much heavy lifting off of my editor's plate as much as possible. So when it's time for us to to have a conversation on how to approach this, what are we wanting to do? There's some things that 
doesn't have to be done in editing, like the cover screen being on the page and then the audio coming then and then it playing until it fades out or whatever the case is and starting the recording. Those multi actions are already built into Ecamm Live and then Ecamm and Loop Deck can see and read each other. So whenever I create a new scene or a new system in Ecamm, Loop Deck Lives already sees it because it has that plugin installed. It already sees it. So <laughs> I can just say like, oh, this is the name uh, of the intro, you know, when I hit this button, do all of these different actions. And I can even set timers to say, like, especially for, the, for me, when you know yourself, when you've been creating content enough, you know how you want to do your intros. You kind of have a, uh, an idea and imagination of how you want this to flow. Well, if I know 10 seconds in to a particular video, I want this particular song to start playing. Yes, I could do that within Ecamm to switch scenes and stuff like that, but I can assign all that within the Loop Deck Live. Something else that's super simple. Sometimes I need to send a quick uh, video message to my team. And so I don't trust using Slack's video because I've had several times where it says it was correct and it was all uploaded. And it's like, hey, this cuts off after three minutes. And it's like, I thought you said this was a five minute video. Then I have, have to redo it anyway. So I set up for a quick time video. So I don't necessarily need to open up Ecamm. There's nothing that I need to do that's Ecamm specific for this. All I need to do is hit my QuickTime button. It not only opens up QuickTime, it has a delay because it needs to wait for it to fully open to uh, a specific menu setting because I can assign it to go through the menu and do a certain action. And then I'm like, wait, you know, two seconds or whatever, and then open up or obviously less, then open up for it to start a video recording. So what used to be for a five button presses for me to do that sometimes. And again, you don't think about this stuff adding up. Now it takes me no time. It's a button press. I've even transitioned this into what are the things that I'm doing throughout the week in the business from the administrative side of the work to your creative side of your work. And obviously I'm talking about mostly the creative side in this one, but I even I was like, this could work administratively. So every month, uh, obviously you're having expenses in the business. Well, my receipts every month, I need to upload them to where this is and I need to make it as easy as possible. So I'm always tracking those. Most of our stuff comes electronic anyway. So when I see that email or whatever, I want to be able to grab it quickly. Well, I set and assign a button to go to a specific program, obviously go to a specific folder and allow me to upload it. Just go directly there. And every month that changes because on a month by month basis, you're tracking your stuff. And so I completely changed the way that not only I create content, but the way that I'm able to work with something like that. Now, can you do a lot of the same functions and similarities between the Loop Deck Live and the Stream Deck? Yeah, but I didn't care for the bury a page within a button concept instead of just having dedicated physical dials and compound button situation happening here. The physical twisty dials that you see on the loop deck live are also buttons. 
So it has multi actions and you can always assign something to do something differently. So the buttons are, are different and what page initially comes up are different when I go to Ecamm Live versus when I open up Google Chrome versus when I open up Zoom. Like I don't have to go through pages of stuff to go find that one for that thing and dig into another page within a button to find the one for a specific type coaching calls, for example. I don't have to do none of that. I don't have to do none of that. It's amazing. So seems like a simple thing. And obviously they have ones that are like for color graders and all these amazing dials and stuff like that, which you can use this one for, and it's great. But yeah, so when I open up Final Cut, it does something totally different. Whole new set of menus and stuff, all, all in the same thing. I don't have to dig into anything. And if I'm switching between, for example, like for the live streams, <laughs> you can tell I'm excited about this. <laughs> if I'm switching between Google Chrome and Ecamm that I'm using for my live streams, it automatically is switching between the programs. I don't have to, I don't have to press anything. I don't have to press anything. So it completely changed the way I record because it's, it's way more efficient. I can build in my systems um, and, and it's just way more efficient, way, way, way more efficient. So I'm not having to create a page within a button kind of a thing. And you're constantly digging between where does this one go and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, different strokes for different folks. But for me in my house, we will use the loop deck live because it is efficient as heck. And I honestly did not think that something like this would work at this level. Like you, you see them talking about it for editing and for live streaming and stuff. I, I really didn't expect for it to like, I, like this is my key product that I'm using when I'm making a course, a key product when I'm getting ready to prepare for a talk or a workshop that I'm teaching or something like that. key product and in, in doing that kind of stuff. Even down to if you want to record a workshop or what, or what have you for yourself. Uh, something that you and your team can use. So I think the Loop Deck Live, in my opinion, a creative expert opinion, is way better than the Elgato Stream Deck for all the, the reasons that I mentioned. Because the one thing that we all will equally get the same amount of in a day is time. Your minute won't go faster than mine. My minute won't go slower than yours. It's just a matter of how we use the time that we have. And I think this device is freaking amazing. And obviously links will be in the show notes and underneath the description in the video version of this podcast on YouTube. So you can check that out. Oh yeah. It's the bees and these hall of fame. So it's been a long time. I've had this now probably over a year for sure, but it's something that I use regularly and I just don't talk about it enough. And if you are looking for something to help you be way more efficient, I would highly recommend, especially, especially if you use Ecamm Live, I would highly recommend that you get the Loop Deck Live instead of the Elgato Stream Deck um, for efficiency. Some people like to use both or, or what have you, but don't knock it till you try it. I think it is Bees Knees Hall of Fame. But that's where I'm gonna leave you for this week's episode. If you love listening to these podcasts and you haven't left a rating or review over in Apple Podcasts, be sure to do so. Or if you're in Google Podcasts, do so. If you're someplace else, that's fine too. But make sure you do so because it always helps the next entrepreneur looking for content like this that you love actually get a chance to check it out and get the help that they need. And as I love to end uh, all of our shows, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set 
your sales. So set your sales accordingly. With that, guys, we'll be passionate. I'll see you on the next episode of the Video Simplified Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, but the value doesn't stop there. For more in-depth trainings, courses, and growing your brand using video, join the Video Simplified community at videosimplified.live.